this is Marcus Seeger, number one Amazon best-selling author of Video Marketing for Profit, founder and managing director of Australian company Video Experts and renowned video profit strategist. Welcome to the Video Marketing for Profit podcast. For further details, please visit videomarketingforprofit.com.au. Now, on with the show. Welcome to the podcast. I am very excited to be uh, here today with Paul Holland. Now, Paul Holland has been in the video production and film and TV industry for the last 20 years and has been involved in such uh, major productions such as Lord of the Rings and King Kong. He's traveled globally in this um, field and I'm very happy to welcome Paul today to the show to uh, talk about one of his key um, methods for growing uh, his clients with using video uh, and that is video blogging. So welcome to the show, Paul. Hey, thanks, Marcus. It's great to be here. We all know about blogging. It's been around, you know, the web, the web log. But that text-based way of communicating is obviously changing. Uh, images and, and particularly video is really the, the way that is the preferred way for consuming information these days. So it makes sense to, to talk about video blogging. What is video blogging for you, Paul? Look, to me, one of the biggest things about online video is the ability to cut through the and just get the message you want straight to your audience. And a big, big part of that is authenticity. You know, people are smart. We're getting marketed to all the time. We're seeing marketing messages all day, every day. And people have smartened up. You know, they know when they're being marketed to. They know when they're being sold to. And they know when they're being lied to. And you sort of get a lot of these gurus who go up there and say, I'm this and I'm that. And you just see straight through it. You know, it's not necessarily true or congruent or authentic. So people can really tell, I think, when someone's being authentic. And for me, that's the heart of video blogging. It's the opportunity to be authentic with your audience, to have a real connection with them, have a conversation with them, and put yourself out there in front of them on a regular basis, but just as you, not as a leader, a guru, whatever word you want to use, you know, that will always happen, that will always come across because you've got content to share, because you've got knowledge to share, but it's you as a human being that is, is out there sharing with them, not sort of some leader on television or, or up on a stage, it's just you and them having a conversation and I think that authenticity is key and, and to me that's the heart and the real power of video blogging. So true and, and you touched on something there about the storytelling element, you know, being authentic, like telling your, your own story. H how important do you think that is in video blogging? Oh, look, I think that's crucial. I think connection is a really big part of marketing and sales and business today. Um, you know, it used to be that you just buy from the big brands because they were the, the biggest, you know, most trustworthy people and that was because their ads said so. Um, we were also limited to our options, you know, if it wasn't on television or in the yellow pages, chances are we didn't know about it. Um, I actually was told last week that uh, a client of mine told me this, he said that it previously was that people would do sort of 10% of their research up front and they'd get 90% of their answers from a salesperson. Now it's completely flipped on its head. They're getting 90% of their information from their research, they're looking online on the web, and then the salesperson just fills in that last 10%. So, I've sort of forgotten what the question was in the train of thought, but um, 
it's it's connection. Yeah, it's connection. It's yeah. so if you're there, your authenticity, you're telling your story, you're creating connection because people yeah. can find out all the answers they want to know online. They can find out anything they want to know online. People will do business with you because they know, like, and trust you. And they will know, like, and trust you because you're a human being and you're like them and you have stories that are like them. So telling that story and building that connection can only help foster relationships, which ultimately you know, lead to, to better business. And, and certainly video blogging is is a way that I see that really really makes uh, somebody stand out. You know, you, you can share that knowledge through you know, taking some photos and posting those and, and writing articles, but the, the ability of video to communicate so much more clearly and build up that relationship <laughs> makes perfect sense. Yeah, absolutely. Well, where it also leads to is, is a natural progression to what some people call the authority marketing side of mm. things where you are positioning yourself as an expert in your niche by by being seen as an expert because you're communicating in this method but also because of the content that you're freely giving away. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's, it's really interesting, sort of the thought that I had along those lines is that you do this, you do become a, um, an expert in your niche, absolutely. And it's tended to be people in the sort of the expert space. So be it speakers, trainers, coaches, you know, personal trainers, business coaches, those sort of people have been the ones that have done well with it. But I think it is actually expanding beyond that and there's that opportunity to be the expert in your niche um, regardless of what you do. Every business sort of needs a face. If you look at the, the great big scale of it, you take a business like Virgin, um, which we primarily relate to airlines, of course, here in Australia, but um, mobile phones, all sorts of you know music stores, all sorts of other products across the world. I think there's over 200 different brands, yeah. Brands and and Virgin, Richard yeah. Branson's the face of that. Everyone yeah. knows Richard Branson is the face of that. But do you know who the face of you know your hardware chain or your furniture chain or, or something like that is and the answer is generally no and there's definitely an opportunity for that for that figurehead to come out uh, I've got a client that I'm working with now I've been a client for a couple of years and they're a project home builder um, so they're building their network they're franchising so they're taking on new builders and they're they're um, growing they're just in southeast Queensland at the moment but they're about to bring on their first franchise uh, in New South Wales and um, I've got James, the owner of that business. We're slowly working towards it, but starting to do some video blogging. For him, it's more about uh, little individual tutorials and things, so rather than standing up telling his stories, but he's, he's giving little tutorials about the process of building a house. So we actually shot a bunch of those. Uh, I went out and did some work with him, shot a bunch of those a couple of weeks ago, and um, really good. It's another opportunity for a business of any size to take advantage of this, rather than just the the speaker or the coach or that individual personality. And I think you made a really good point there about the ability for offline businesses to leverage the online video blogging space. It's, it, it's not just for video marketers or, or, or the other categories that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. I think there really is, um, you know, the fact that people are doing their research online, but then they're purchasing offline mm. in, in a bricks and mortar store. Um, the crossover is really, you know, it's the distinction is blurred these days between you know, an online business and an offline business. 
Oh, absolutely, and I think there's so many opportunities there to do that with the offline. Like my experience is with my clients who have online products and things like that, the information that's being shared through the video blog is things about their content, it's about their knowledge. So, you know, for me talking about video blogging, it'd be me doing video blogs about video blogging. In the offline world, it can be product reviews, it can be, you know, talking about how to use a product. All those sorts of things can come into it. So, you know, you could have a, a, a shoe store, but you could do a video blog about the latest pair of Nike runners um, and actually utilize that info and, and use that as a way to build your brand and get yourself out there. Well, that's what Zappos, you know, has yeah, been Zappos doing for, for years on the shoe, the shoe front. You know, and I think also for, for in the building industry, for example, cataloging and making a history of, of a development of a construction. Mm. You know, starting out, you know, with the with the, you know, the plans and the concept all the way through to the client moving in. I think yeah, this is, or, uh, that would be a great way to. So, if you've got a major, uh, you know, project that that you're working on, the opportunity there to to video blog that um, oh. over a period of months is a great opportunity. Yeah, you've hit on this exact example that I've discussed with my my builder client is actually doing a video blog of a house. So the whole process of a house going up from the earthworks at the start to handover of the keys at the end. Um, it's a great opportunity to blog it. Um, I actually have another client who's just getting started with this. He's a, um, an architect and he focuses on um, renovations. And he's just started doing his first video blogs where he's on site showing um, the renovation of a property in progress. Um, so he's going through, you know, we've changed this, we've changed this, just letting people know what's possible. And it's great. It's getting great feedback on it. I'm also assuming that video blogging, whilst it primarily is, you know, one person, you could also do it as, as a, as a two-way conversation. So for example, in the builder case, you know, interviewing the, the client once they move in, um, yep. you know, you could, you could do a, you know, there is a possibility for, for, an, I guess, an interview based yeah, so interviews, interviews are a great way to do it. I think it's, it's almost a matter of expanding that thought of a blog being a solo thing into the idea of it just being video content. Um, so again, the building thing with my builder client, he and his, um, his head salesman um, actually do a thing where they sit in front of the camera and they talk about um, different, different plans and different designs. You know, we like this design because the family room is big and the kitchen's got great big windows and, and these sort of things. So it is expanding that. Um, interviews are a really, really powerful way of, of video blogging as well. Um, bringing industry experts to your marketplace, it helps position you as a leader as well. Um, it helps position you as the person that's providing information. It builds your trust, it builds your level of connection. Um, it builds your perceived authority because you're friends with all these industry leaders. So, and it's amazing how many people are quite happy to jump on a podcast and be interviewed or, or jump you know, in front of a video camera for even just for five minutes and, and get some hot tips out of them. Um, but there's so many different ways you can really utilize that video blogging to bring content to your marketplace and just be in that conversation with them. And it's, it's so much more engaging than a lot of other content. Um, you know, something else that I do is a lot of Facebook marketing and we're finding that video posts are just, um, their engagement and their, their reach is just so much higher than anything else. Um, so it's great. It's kind of, 
puzzling as to why people wouldn't be doing it now. I'm going to quickly take this opportunity to let you know about the video marketing training that I've made available through my education business, Video Profit Formula. To learn how you can leverage video marketing to grow your business, visit videoprofitformula.com.au for more information and to receive a 20% discount code on all training modules, just use the code PODCAST. Now, back to the show. I feel as if you know there are so many benefits for video blogging, but we're not really seeing a, a massive uptake, which is great for anybody who's starting out because it means that that space is less competitive and it's a great opportunity in 2015 to actually take this on as, a, as an opportunity that maybe your competitors aren't, so you're automatically stepping up and standing out. Now, I'm guessing one of the big barriers, uh, there's probably two actually, but one is the, the technical aspect of producing the videos, and we can touch on that, but I think more importantly, it's actually the, the, the fear of that person, which is usually the business owner, mm. of stepping out of their comfort zone and being in front of the camera and yep. being online in a public space you know, yeah. I mean, that is probably the biggest bar- barrier. It's a psychological barrier. Have you had to coach your your clients in presentation skills and confidence and that, that um, you know, keeping an eye on the, the benefits of doing the, the videos to actually get them on camera and, yeah. and comfortable absolutely. with this? How have you worked with that? Um, look, absolutely. It's an issue. And I see there's two sides to it. There's one, this thing about people not liking cameras, not liking having your photo taken, not liking hearing the sound of your own voice uh, or seeing yourself on video. And that's one side of it. But the other side is this fear about how much to share, how much can I give away, am I, am I going to be out there? And yeah, look, there is, uh, I have had to coach clients around this in, 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 in both aspects of it. Um, I, have, I have a client uh, up in Queensland, she's in the fitness industry. She has a, a very high profile in the fitness industry, and we started working together about four years ago doing this. And um, that she would come to my studio, and we would film all sorts of videos in the studio that we'd add graphics to and, and what have you. But in those first few months, it wasn't uncommon that we had tears in the studio, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and we'd stop and we'd have a cuddle, and everything okay. would be okay, and we'd continue. Um, so now those you, early, those first steps are definitely yeah, that's the hardest, days. you know. You know, and it's amazing how quickly it changes. I say to my clients all the time, the more of this you do, the easier it becomes. And people see it. I just worked with another client in Sydney last week who's a podiatrist, and it was his second batch of video blogs that we did. And he was far and away, um, you know, better over the first one. And I'll come back to that because there's another reason for that. But I'll go back to my fitness client. You know, we're now we're four years down the track with her, She's in front of the camera pretty much every day, pumping out content. I mean, she has a massive social media following. She's got millions of followers on social media, and you know, she's just in front of the camera every day. She does it on her iPhone. She has her own little in-house video team now. She's just every day just cranking it out and absolutely loves it because she sees the connection and the feedback and things that come with it. Um, but really, it is—it's—it's it's getting used to the idea of being on camera. And I tend to be a bit direct when I talk about this. You look like what you look like, you know. People will love you for who you are and for the knowledge that you can bring. And if you've got a goofy face like I do, then that's you know that's fine. You've just got to get used to being on camera. That's part of 
you know, part of this way of building your business. And I get a bit direct with that and tell people just to sort of harden up and get over it. But in terms of the presentation and how you want to put yourself forward, it's just repetitiveness and doing it over and over again, being prepared, finding what works for you, whether it's bullet points. Um, again, uh, Ashley, my fitness client, she used to script everything and she would drive around in her car for three days she would have her scripts on the sun visor of her car. She would type them out and put them on the sun visor. And every time she was stopped at the traffic lights, she'd be learning the script and learning the script for her blog. Now you just turn the camera on and she talks. Um, it's becoming confident with what works for you. Um, me personally, when I've video blogged, I usually go with bullet points. I'll get two or three bullet points. I'll get clear in my head. I'll wander around the, the house or the office for 20 minutes mumbling to myself about each bullet point and what I want to say about each bullet point and then I just do it. And some of it comes out and some of it doesn't but I know that because I've been doing it for a while, I know that what I say has value. Even if I didn't make one point I wanted to make. Now if it's a really crucial point, then I'll go back and I'll do it again. But if it was just one thing I'd thought about saying and I didn't say it, I'm okay to let it go because I know that what I said still has value for people. I just wanted to add that when I started video blogging just over 12 months ago, it was a very challenging thing for me to do after 10 years behind the camera to turn the camera around on myself. Yeah. And um, the easiest way that I got over it is that I just didn't watch the videos. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like they're done, they're out there, they're, they're serving their purpose. I don't need to go back over and review and, and feel uncomfortable, you know, watching yeah. them. Um, so that was the way that I, I got around it. And I think that transition between scripting to non-scripting is, is very, very valuable. And, and that really is only achieved over through time and practice. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the other side benefits is that you become more of a practice public speaker, which mm. is, of course, you know, a side um, media. But it gives you more of a confidence to be able to put your hand up for public speaking events as they become available and again that just reinforces your, your position in the marketplace so yeah absolutely um, you know it's a bit of a training ground for that at the same <laughs> time and you also mentioned something interesting you know, the very successful blogger that she initially started by bringing in you as a professional producer yeah. and then transitioned into you know her own um, in-house team but the point i was really excited about was that that she was then able to understand how it all works and understand the strategies to be able to then use, you know, some on-the-fly, you know, mm. uh, smartphone footage at the same time, which, you know, I, I guess I see quite a lot of people in small businesses who are starting out with video blogging and they tend to, rather than bring in a, a professional, they probably yep. just start and try and do it themselves. Absolutely. And, and typically they, they get a bit stuck. Um, because they haven't got that support with somebody helping them getting started. So it's interesting that you can go from one... Yeah, you can go, yeah, what you can go full you circle. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the general path, particularly among small business owners where budget you know, is an issue and they need to think about their marketing spend and how they're going to do it, the tendency is to start doing it yourself and I'll get the professionals when I can afford it. Um, you know, in, in the case of... Um, Ashy, my client, they were in a position where their business was good and it was running and they had a budget that they could allocate to this um, and they didn't have the technical skills. You know, she's not a technical person at all and it was more time effective for her 
to one work with me from a technical point of view but also to teach her how to present and and to become more comfortable in front of the camera the flip side is definitely the more common way to do it though um, and it took me a long time to get my head around this like you said 10 years behind the camera and turning it on yourself I mean I was the same years and years and years behind the camera to turn it on myself was was pretty hard but there's also this the issue of quality you know you know as video and film professionals we spend our lives trying to produce the best looking images we can and then people started running around with phones I mean you know most people have one of these right and you're carrying a video camera around in your pocket the whole time and uh, a very good friend of mine who runs a coaching business he did very well with video blogging two or three years ago early on in his business he's not doing it anymore but he would just do stuff on his phone and we would have these almost arguments, <laughs> these heated discussions about, you know, no, but it's your phone, it looks like crap, you, you know, come, I'll do them for you, you know, I won't charge you, you're a friend, I'll do them. He goes, no, no, I just do them when it suits me and when the inspiration hits and it doesn't, quality doesn't matter, it's the message. And we used to have these, you know, head to head discussions. And eventually I had to recognize and come around to his way of thinking. And that I don't want to say quality doesn't matter because it absolutely does and it represents your brand. But the point that he was making that I really had to get across is the quality of the content that is most valuable. Now, if you're in a position to pay professionals to produce professional quality video blogs for your business, I think that says the world about your brand and about the effort you're prepared to make for your business and the face you're prepared to put forward. If you're not in that position, don't be afraid to start because you can't do it that way. Pull out the smartphone that I'm pretty sure you've got and you know, turn on the camera, hold it out at arm's length, and record yourself. The quality on the phones these days is better and better. It's amazing. But it's the fact that you're doing it. You're getting yourself out there. You're giving people the opportunity to learn who you are, learn more about you, see the authentic side of you. I think it's really, really powerful. And I think people should definitely, if that's the tools, you know, if a smartphone is the tool they have at their disposal and that fits the budget, then do it. If you can do more, then do it. Can I, can I ask a question about consistency, mm -hmm. uh, as in regular posting or irregular posting or themed posting, or what, what's the strategies behind the actual blog? This has been a challenging one for me over the years with different clients in terms of getting consistency into this. Um, personally, my belief is that I like to see clients posting something once a week. Once you've established a routine, I believe that your audience want to see you fulfilling that routine. They get used to it. Um, actually, I have had a client, oh, just came to mind a couple of years ago, um, she went on holiday and didn't post a video blog for a couple of weeks and she was getting Facebook messages okay. people asking if she was okay <laughs> because they were just used to every Tuesday or whatever day it was seeing Jill on video and then suddenly Jill wasn't there and yeah, she was getting messages from people she didn't know saying, are you okay? So. For me, once a week, once every 10 days, being consistent about it so people know you're there, but people move on. We're in a quick, fast-paced world and building relationships with people is about being front of mind. Um, you know, when they think about, I need to buy X product or I need help with this or help with that, you want to be front of mind. And if you're there with that consistency of content, then um, you will be in that front of mind position. So my my belief is and my recommendation is is once a week. Um, that's what I, I think it is. Um, 
certainly no less than once a month. Um, you know, that would be pushing it to the outside, in my opinion. And you also mentioned uh, batching. So yep. some, one of the, the things with video production is that it, it is uh, potentially extremely time-consuming. So yeah. I, I'm guessing that maybe you could just touch on um, you know, the ways that you can streamline the, the, yep. the blogging by, by batching. I mean, again, it comes down to your level of technical knowledge uh, and your budget and your time, how you want to approach this. Um, I have one client who is in the real estate industry. He teaches people about investment property and he shoots his own video blog. So we've set him up with a camera, a couple of lights, a good little studio at home with a whiteboard. So he stands in front of his whiteboard and talks and draws diagrams. That's his style of video blogging. Um, he'll do about six at a time. He'll put a day aside and he'll do about six at a time. And then he actually dropboxes me the files. So we put them together, we add uh, a bumper at the start and the end, so like an animated logo at the start and the end. Um, we'll add some key text highlights throughout them. So as he makes a key point, we'll put some text on the screen for him. Uh, and then we actually upload them to his blog and everything for him. We take care of that whole sort of service for him. So for him, yeah, the batching works really well. He does, he'll do half a dozen at a time, and then he doesn't have to think about it for another six weeks. And I get him to do them, do them in advance as well. So we make sure that he's doing them and delivering them, not the week before there's one June, because there's nothing worse than coming up against the deadline. And it's Monday and you're going, oh, God, I've got a video blog to go out tomorrow. And oh, I've got all this other stuff going on. So, you know, if you can batch like that, great. Because otherwise it can become, it can become a chore. And... I don't think this should be a chore. I think it should be something that's enjoyable for you because of the feedback it generates, because of the comments it generates. But if you can create those batches, that just makes life so much easier. And then sometimes you might throw an extra one in. Something might happen in the news that's topical to your industry, and you can just throw an extra one in just quickly. How does a blogger go about creating content? Like choosing topics? It might be, as you said, something that's in the news. It might be, um, I guess, a, if you're in fashion, it might be seasonal. Or just looking at your own business and looking what people are asking you. You might base it around an FAQ type yep, of absolutely. content. I mean, what, what other suggestions do you have for, for content? So the first place to start, I always say, is FAQs. That's a really easy place to start. If you've got an FAQ page on your website, then you've already got eight or ten questions that people ask. If not, just sit down for ten minutes and think, what is the, the top, what are the top three questions that just keep coming up over and over again? And there's three videos straight away. Um, so that's a really good place to start. But how I work with my clients to design content is I get them to draw up a bit of a matrix. So you'll put three or four um, rows down the left-hand side. And down the left, you'll come up with um, different types of blogs. So this is a strategy I learned from a guy called Taki Moore, who's, who's actually one of my mentors. Um, so down the left there, you'll have the different types of blogs. So you might have a Q&A session. You might just have a tutorial that you're going to teach. You might have an interview, uh, a case study, um, a rant, which is one of Taki's favorite ones. He a rant in there. So it's a different style of how you're going to present content, which is great because it helps people not just be bored with you doing the same thing over and over again. So one week it might be a rant, the next week it might be an interview, the next week it might be a case study. Uh, and then across the top, choose, you know, and however many you are, I say aim for five. Choose five key areas within your business that people want to know about. So it might be about the product, it might be about how to deal with you, it might be about um, service. 
Um, you know, let's take an example in, in the fitness industry. So you might go about nutrition might be one, exercise might be one, mindset might be one. Just those sort of high level um, topics. And then basically go through and fill out the matrix. You go, all right, so I need for, for nutrition, I need an interview. Okay, well, we could do that with this person. I need a case study. Oh, I could do that about John who lost 50 kilos by changing his diet. I need a rant. Oh, sugar and food. There, I can rant about that. And you just fill out those topics and then you've got that matrix. And when it's time to shoot your video blogs, you just go and go, which ones am I doing today? You don't have to think about it too far in advance. And if you do that, I mean, look, if you go five columns wide by five columns deep, you've got six months worth of content straight away. It's crazy. My final question to you, Paul, is, is delivery of the content. Um, typically, I think of a blog as, as something that's attached to a website. That definition is expanded into social media. Now, what can you suggest to the listeners in terms of distribution of the content? Yeah, great question. Um, <laughs> because it's so important, yeah, you've got to get this out there. Um, look, from a technical point of view, um, YouTube is an amazing platform that's provided to us to use free of charge. Um, so at a basic level, I'd be embedding a blog in YouTube, uh, sorry, uploading to YouTube and then embedding it into your website. That's the absolute basic. We want to be driving people to our website all the time because it's where they can find out more about us, um, you know, possibly sign up for a newsletter or a giveaway. So you want to be driving people there. So yeah, so get the videos onto YouTube, get them into your, um, into your blog. Then um, from there, you can email your database. You can post a link on Facebook to your blog, uh, run Facebook campaigns. If you've got joint venture partners, you can ask them to share that blog with you. Um, tell everyone, you know, get your, get your wives and your husbands and your business partners to share it on social media and get it as, as far and wide as you can. Um, as a secondary strategy to that, uh, we've also started looking at and, and trialing this. Um, uploading the videos directly to Facebook as well. So we tend to do that as a secondary move. So we'll get the video onto the website first, release it, and then a week later, actually upload it directly to Facebook. Um, because statistics are showing is that directly embedded videos, the videos you're uploading straight to Facebook, are actually getting better engagement, better retention on Facebook than say a YouTube link or a blog link. Um, but it's just about getting it as far and wide as you can. And if you can advertise it as well, if you've got a budget for Facebook advertising, do that because it will help bring more people in. That's awesome, Paul. Thank you. And do any of your clients actually transcribe the video to create text content? Uh, yep. To, so to, that's to something re, else. To re, yeah, to oh. repurpose, to repurpose so much the talk uh, about. video. Um, yeah, so with a couple of my clients, um, we, we get the blogs transcribed um, and then... Um, they're not so much repurposing, like they're not using it as articles or anything like that, but we put the transcription on the page on the website as well. It's great for SEO. Um, Google are an incredible business and their technology is, is growing all the time where they're beginning to now dissect videos and understand the content of what is in a video. Um, but having the written word on the page from an SEO, search engine optimization point of view, is really great. Um, Google's got that content to read and they can see within the conversation the keywords. Like in this conversation, video blogging would keep coming up and up and up. So if we have that on the page, then Google, okay, this is about video blogging. It just makes it easier for them to rank that content well, get it up in the search rankings. And something to consider for people who are um, you know, thinking about video blogging, 
you know, in in the marketing world today, content creation is one of the one of the, the biggest stumbling blocks, but it's also one of the major benefits for, for that type of marketing. And um, you know, a number of um, things that I've done with my video blogs is is not only the transcription for the the website, but I've collated those into um, articles for, for LinkedIn, for example. Right. Um, I've, I've seen people actually collate those into uh, a book, even, you know, by, by actually Fantastic. using the transcriptions as the basis of, of, a, of a chapter. So it might be a collection of um, you know, video blogs that end up, ends up actually as, as a book. So there's a great um, opportunity there to repurpose this content. And, and that really helps, again, with the ROI and the investment that you're spending in time as well in, in this creation because, um, you know, there's, there's many different ways that you can benefit from it. Well, it's, I think it's also about making sure you're getting your information to people in the way they want to um, consume it. And um, just another example of that is actually pulling the audio off the videos. Oh, um, yes. So, I mean... Um, I haven't got any of my clients doing this. Taki Moore is a great example of this. Um, that on his video blogs, there's an audio version directly underneath it. Um, so you know you can go to the web page if you don't want to watch the video. You can just listen to the audio, or that's you can it. download the audio and listen to it on your phone uh, later on. Um, that, that's right. And even um, I've seen people translate that into creating podcasts from mm. the video blogging. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, then you can get yourself into iTunes. And just again expand that audience and expand the number of people that you can touch um, who are interested in, in your service. So, yeah, multi-purposing. I've just come across another guy who's a, uh, a Facebook educator, and he doesn't video blog. Although he has said that 2015 is the year for him to video blog. Um, but what he, he's got a podcast. But what he's doing is that when he's writing blog posts, and he blogs three or four times a week. He's now recording an audio version of his blog post, so he sits there and reads the blog post, uh, and then adds that to his podcast. So when you subscribe to his podcast, as well as getting the half-hour-long podcast, you get little five and six-minute audio snippets, which are just him reading his blogs, and it's great because I don't tend to read blogs anymore. You know, I don't tend to sit and read pages of, of blog, but I'll listen to them or I'll or have a video go. What three key takeaways can you suggest to? business owners who are either dabbling with video blogging or starting out for the first time or just wishing to expand, you know, what, what's your three best tips that you can suggest today? Firstly, really get clear and understand that you have amazing value to bring to the world. Um, regardless of what your business is, people need your service. That's why you're in business and that's how you've stayed in business. Be proud of that and own that and be prepared to share that with the world. It, it's great to be modest and humble and those aren't things that you have to give away by doing this. You know, you can still be modest and still be humble if those are important qualities to you, but doing this, you're making it, you can make a bigger impact on people's lives. Um, secondly, just start. You know, yeah, it can be a scary thing and that's okay, but you know, you're not going to be hurt by it. There's no danger to it. It's an emotional thing. Just have a go and you'll get good feedback. I know you will. Everyone does. So, so just start. And the third tip, coming back to your question earlier, Marcus, is be consistent with it. Um, you know, just keep going. 
give it a time frame. If you want to put a time frame on it, say, right, I'm going to do this for three months or I'm going to do this for six months. But make that commitment and be consistent with it and you will see results, absolutely. Thank you so much, Paul. As we're wrapping up, I'm, I'm just going to um, introduce the listeners to one of your new um, projects, one of your new businesses, Surf More, Work Less. Yeah, I've teamed up with a great friend of mine, Jim Badens. Um, years ago, um, we met through a company called Action Coach, which is one of the world's largest business coaching organizations. And, um, and we got on really well, and Jim's over the last eight to 10 years built a really successful business coaching practice. Um, I've worked with a lot of business owners in a lot of different areas and built up a lot of great technical skills um, around online marketing. And we've come together and created this, this um, coaching program, Surf More, Work Less. Both of us were at the point where we saw that there were so many people in business struggling and you know their business is just absorbing their life and they might be making good money, I don't mean struggling as in not making any money, but they might be working 60, 70 hours a week and having no life uh, or they might be dealing with team challenges and we just, you know, between the two of us we've seen so many ways that you can make things work really well. So Surf More Work Less is about having a better business and a better lifestyle. You know, you don't have to be a surfer to be involved. It might be golf more, it might be family time more, whatever it is for you. But Surf More Work Less was sort of born from the idea that you can have a better business and a better lifestyle. Um, and it, yeah, it's a, it's a coaching program that we deliver via webinar and, and live events and it's going really well. And video blogging is uh, about to become a very big part of that. That's very exciting, Paul. I'm wishing you best of luck with that new venture. And thank you so much for, for joining me uh, on the podcast. It's been great to chat about this opportunity that we have in video blogging. So thanks again and uh, look no forward to talking to you again soon. Bye Cheers, now. Max. Bye. I am proud to share with you every Monday the latest video marketing for profit strategies so you too can learn how to utilize the power of video to create business profits by creating greater customer value. For further details, please visit videomarketingforprofit.com.au.